Guys, before we start gorging on this best of pie that we put on the windowsill, just a few notes. This was originally over two hours long when we recorded it, even after editing. And also because I was really trying to crunch at it, there's a lot of, you might notice a lot of jump skips early on because I was really trying to hammer. But what we just decided to do was we took topics that we talked about on the show that were more current, like the Super Bowl halftime show, the Anthony Davis trade the caps, baseball in general, and celebrities. And what we're going to do is put them on a bonus episode that'll come out after this because we wanted to be able to spread it out and reduce the time on this. Also, the supercut at the end was originally, and it is pretty much just clips that you didn't hear on this episode. There's a couple of overlaps, but in general, that's still the theme. And also the production of this got screwed up a little in editing, but I think I got it fixed. So hopefully the show comes out good. Hopefully y'all enjoy it. And even if you don't, you know what? You already downloaded the episode, so it's fine to us. Enjoy the show. Remember me. I am Pro George. Remember me. I'm gonna slap the taste right out of your mouth. Remember me. Remember me. Welcome back to Underemployed, ladies and gentlemen. David here. Jack here. And you'll notice it's been uh, less than a week, and we're coming back at you faster than VD at JMU. Well, <laughs> Fuego takes already. Uh, yeah, JMU, we love you, but... No, we don't. You are a notorious... A cesspool. Yes. Not necessarily... We literally mean a cesspool. Like, an actual, just from everything being passed around. Yes. People can be nice, actually. Yeah. Anyway, already off to a hot start. David, this is a very special episode. It is indeed. When you hear this, it will be February 8th, 2019, the year of our Lord, and it is our one-year anniversary show, or our 21st episode. And we do this on a day where we, uh, we, we send our best prayers out to 21 Savage. And it... Right, bro? 21, 21, 21. 21, 21, 21, 21, 21, 21, 21. right, bro, right, bro, right, bro. Yeah, uh, so those who don't know, 21 <laughs> Savage apparently has been, I mean, not apparently, has been arrested by ICE uh, for overstaying a visa. You're right. Which was news to David and myself that he had a visa. <laughs> that he had overstayed one. I mean, I guess that's that's usually how it works. And I mean, that is how a majority of the people who are in this country illegally got here. They that's overstayed true. visas. They're not coming through the... They're not, you know... Sw- they're not They're not swimming rivers and hopping walls. I kind of just assumed he was American born and bred, but I also am not that familiar with his oeuvre, so... Yeah, I, you know, I, 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 I don't know. Yeah. It certainly explains the photo of him in an Arsenal shirt. Maybe he's just like you, and he's just a fan of the EPL. Maybe, maybe. Uh, but we—he's clearly a sadist if he's an Arsenal fan. Well, listen, just they, like myself as a Spurs fan. No, you're a sadist, but not for football-related reasons. Sure, we'll go with that. Okay, you're a nice man. How many problems you got of that? We have done twenty episodes. We and a bonus episode, but twenty episodes of this show. This is the twenty-first, so we've done twenty-one. Fuck it. Our pod know. can drink now. Our pod can drink now. Legally. Our, Yes. Our pod was a little, had a problem at 16. That's why episode 17 didn't sound great because it was going through some shit. It got its act together. It brought in people to help them with the rehab image. It brought in Colin and PJ to sort of straighten it up. So now our pod hopefully gets a better adult life going forward. But this is our baby. David and I uh, procreated this wonderful podcast many a moon ago. I probably could have thought of a better analogy than procreation, but, you know, we're, we're going with it. And one of the things we've also talked about on the show is how much the those early episodes of the show aren't that good. Yeah. Um, that was probably something... You know what? You just... You gotta take your lumps along the way. We do. And episode one probably could have been 10 or 15 minutes shorter, and that's okay. Probably. Could have used a little more music here and there. In an ideal world, I go back and add intro and outro music, but as you pointed out once, and maybe you're right, let the sleeping dog lie. 
those episodes are what they are. But we, here we're going to play clips from each episode. And the first one was one where I'd gone down to the trap, in, the old trap down in Fredericksburg. The original trap. Yes. The original trap. And trap. we just basically, as far as I remember, clicked record. And we just, we kind of were doing it as a test episode. And we said, let's just do this. Let's see how it goes. At the time, I thought, yeah, this is good enough to put out. In hindsight, we probably should have kept it as like a pilot and gone from there. But, you know, you learn, live and learn. This first clip from the first episode is a brief bit about everyone's favorite mid-90s pop-friendly rapper. Mr. I guess, does Will Smith have a nickname? Oh. Big Willie style? The Fresh Prince. The fresh, the freshest of princes. Somehow the most iconic nickname in hip-hop slipped over my head. That's not very good. Will Smith hasn't been to Philadelphia in 10 years. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know if Will Smith... Will Smith hasn't been to, a, to Philadelphia since they were in the finals against the Lakers when Shaq and Iverson were playing against each other. I, you know, I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> I also wouldn't doubt it if, if Will Smith didn't know where to find anything in Philly anymore. Well, they probably... I mean... The, 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 he had to move. He had to move out to Bel Air. He was forced out of his own city. How terrible is that? Yeah, you know. He was I, playing some basketball. I feel he had, so. The ball got lo- the ball. It was a loose ball. It hit someone in the head, and they roughed him up, and he had to move out to California. That's a rough life, man. So, if as as far as I also recall, that led into David shitting on the city of Philly that had just won the Super Bowl the day before. And honestly, having never been to Philly, it is absolutely deserved. <laughs> Colin's moving to Philly I, soon, apparently. I was about to say, there's a certain someone who listens to the show who uh, might take umbrage with that statement. Well, guess what, Colin? You don't live there yet. Yeah, exactly. So I'm going to say what I want. Colin, if you have a problem, you can you you always have an open invite to call in. and Well, you can't call in. It's a pre-recorded show. But you know what I mean. Uh, episode 2. So the first episode title was also appropriately of What the Hell Are We Doing, which I felt at the time. Episode 2, the Vince Staples of podcasts, mostly because that was a very short episode. The, the problem with this episode and the next one is um, I couldn't figure out how to record via Skype and through the mic. So the sound it ends up being naturally recorded through the computer mic, and it sounds really bad. It sounds like I'm underwater. It does sound like you're underwater. And David, ironically enough, was a swimmer, so he's he, he ain't underwater. hey But this episode wasn't quite as bad as I remembered. What I do remember also is that I had... I, my editing skills still need a lot of work. I put in a couple music clips that I didn't lower the volume on. So, like, it was a low volume. And then all of a sudden, oh, it's a big timer's clip really loudly. And um, wah, 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 wah. and David pointed out that, hey, in the future, remember, you got to send them to me so I can do these edits. Which, David being my life preserver, if we're continuing the water analogy. So, thank you. Uh, David, do you remember anything about these first couple episodes? Not really. Not yeah, completely honest. Appro- appropriately enough. It's, it's been a year. It's also true. You don't obsessively compulse over the production of the show like I do? <laughs> nope. All right. Well, just probably, I probably should work on that. Well, so this is a clip from after the NBA All-Star Game. And NERD had performed at the halftime show. Ah, uh, yes. Let's let's take a listen. What amused me and what amused David was that uh, NERD performed at the halftime show. The first song they performed was Lap Dance. Lap Dance. <laughs> I... Miami, if they were in... They were in L.A. I guess it would have... I guess it would have still makes sense then, but like it would have made even more sense. Yes, yes, Atlanta, Miami, or Vegas. The stripper capitals of America. And then, of course, thinking back to that song, there was a white rapper who people forget on the song named Lee Harvey. When you think of Harvey, think of a Harley. Ah, yes, the one Lee Harvey. Well, there's two Lee Harveys, as I found out before. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you not? Did you not know about Lee Harvey Oswald? I literally, literally 
maybe 30 seconds before we start recording this, it just finally hit me that Lee Harvey, the rapper, na obviously named himself after the man who shot and killed John F. Kennedy. Allegedly shot and killed John F. Kennedy. We don't know. Sure. It is a public forum. Let's always keep that going. Yeah. Yeah. And, let's uh, you know. Let's hear all sides. <laughs> Gotta hear both sides. That was a that was a very true story. I did not. We were right before we were going to record because we were talking about what we were going to record, and mm -hmm. I we talked about had Lee Harvey done anything since lap dance, and the obvious answer is no, no. And and then I forget how, but I just went, oh wait, no. I'm talking literally before we clicked record, like 30 seconds before record, I said, oh my god, he obviously named himself that for Lee Harvey Oswald. And I had never... One hit wonder. And... <laughs> you, you might be the worst person on the planet. <laughs> you know what's great, too, and you'll hear in the supercut, one of the clips is, now that we've made light of a presidential assassination. So you know what, let's continue the trend. One year later, and we still don't. <laughs> God, for peace. Am I making? I think that was a joke about Kennedy getting assassinated yes. as well. So yes. you know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm shooting a thousand as, as <laughs> for God's as sake. it were. Oh, You're such brother, a scumbag. I also like that we went with the most recent. If we made fun of Garfield, I'm all game for it. Or McKinley. We made fun of Kennedy. That's still Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> Is Abraham Lincoln okay? Oh, no. Yeah, we lost Lincoln. We lost Lincoln. Oh, it's a sad day. Yeah, we lost him a long time ago. Oh, it's uh, he's still in our hearts. Is he though? I feel like John Wilkes Booth's acting career kind of gets overshadowed by his last, you know. It's like Chris Benoit. Yeah, he did one bad thing. But <laughs> you never forget what the ac great actors they were. Anyway. And models. Yes. That guy was a fucking looker, I'll tell you uh, that much. Yeah. God, when you look in Chris Benoit's dead set shark eyes, you go, God. Oh. Missing a few teeth, too. <laughs> God. <laughs> Episode 3, The March Madness Mascot Melee. This show embodies the spirit of why we started the podcast. Yes. We, I had done this for years on Facebook of, cause I don't, David knows more about college ball than I, David loosely follows every sport. Oh yeah, sure. And I don't, I, I have Twitter, so right. I, I am, I am up on the things. And I nominally follow college, cause I'm a huge NBA fan. I just don't, can't get into college ball, especially now that most guys are one and done. It's hard for me to gain patterns of everybody. Mm -hmm. So. Most of the players worth watching at least. Exactly. So, the last few years on Facebook, I had done a thing where I filled out a bracket basically saying which team's mascot would win a battle. And I suggested to David we do that for an episode, and he was all game. And the way we did it was I just read the games, David picked them, and, and David being David, just... The only... The, the issue... I had one issue with one pick you made. And it's not in the clip we're playing, but I'll show you. It's the Wooshock mascot. Wu-Tang! The, uh... Was it Iowa State? The Wichita. Wichita State. That's not Wooshock. It's the Woo... No, it's it is Wooshock. It's the Shockers. Oh, the Shockers. Wichita. But their mascot's named Wooshock, I yes. think. It's a fucking thing of hay, right? Or, yeah. And you insisted that they could beat some, like, I, maybe it's in our supercut, but you insisted they could beat a team, and that was the only one I ever I fought you on, and I reluctantly gave in. So out of spite, I filled out a real bracket, and I picked them to lose. They were like a four scene. I picked them to lose out of spite, pure spite. And they lost the game, and I texted you that day, and I said, Wichita State yeah. lost, and I'm so goddamn happy. Tell me how you really feel. Elated. Um, <laughs> I will say, our mascot mascot bracket did not go as well as we'd hoped because David do you remember what our final game was I think it was Miami Hurricanes versus the Arizona Sun Devils and the Arizona State Sun Devils lost in the playing game and Miami lost to Loyola on by 515 on the first day of the tournament yep but that's why we do this bracket because who gives a fuck exactly <laughs> we're gonna do that's it again what, this year yeah, exactly. if you're doing it if you're doing a mascot battle bracket mm, you don't expect to right. win so this is one of this is David being David with one of his picks 
And then we also get into a little, we, we had a little stuff we talked about afterwards. I talked about going to Pittsburgh. So we'll hear a little bit of that. Texas A&M, the Aggies, which is a shepherd dog versus the Providence Friars. This game is not a good game. Let me tell you why. If you're going to have a very non-threatening dog, it seems like it should be a loss. Except that I can say this as a Catholic. The Friars. The least threatening mascot. They're Friars. Not just, not just, not just, a, not just a Catholic, Jack. You're, 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 your family's from Rhode Island. Right. So Providence is your Providence is your one shining hope as far as I know, but I don't know who wins versus a non-threatening entity versus a non-threatening dog. Remember, remember, the Friar has got on his side. That's true. Going Friars on this one, baby. All right. Yeah, baby. Especially around Easter time. Friars versus Tar Heels. Uh, you know, God can only help us so much in a in a one-on-one battle. But, but, but it, you know, as it says in the Bible, any any weapon formed against. How shall any weapon formed against me prosper? So in a judo I way, agree. the friar's going to use the ram's moon think, against him. Yes. I think that I think that friar has God on its side, and that yeah. friar's going to win, man. <laughs> Another shocker. So the Montana's at Grizzlies, and the Providence Grizzlies versus the friars. I think this is... This is unfortunately where I think holy man's luck runs out. <laughs> Sorry, friar. Sorry, Friars. It's always Easter in a couple weeks. We stayed in the Lawrenceville area of Pittsburgh, and that night there was an amateur porn festival going on, which, <laughs> you know, um, surprised me for a lot of reasons. Uh, one, they could get a permit for it. The, um, I mean, it's amateur. Do they really need a porn? Do they, do they really need a permit for it? You know, good point. That's a, that's a, that's one of those uh, that's one of those tongue twisters, I guess. That oh, oh, no, 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 uh, tongue twister, sir. Anyway. <laughs> I for, I'd completely forgotten the Lawrenceville story until I was going through these episodes. Um, also, here's a fun fact, because we picked Miami to win, and we used the seventh floor crew as outro music. That was the first time we used outro music. And you might be surprised because anyone who knows me on the show knows that I can be a maniac when it comes to sound clips, and David has to, again, be my life preserver. Mm-hmm. have to random in sometimes. You do. And we'll actually get to that in one of these episodes. But David was the one that suggested using it. I put it when we picked Miami the show, and David said, you should just use it as outro music. And I said, yeah, you're right. And I was a little scared because I didn't know how to edit it, and, and I got better at it. But that was the first time we used music, and music became a staples, a Vince staples, if you will, <laughs> of our show. So, David, you are responsible for the litany of music and sound clips. How does that make you feel now? I accept my fate. Yes. And uh, when the RIAA comes for me, <laughs> I will tell them it's me. To, to kiss these cheeks. <laughs> yes, that's right. We're going down together on this ship, and I like that. Episode four. Burn this mother down! <laughs> I hope not to log cabin. Uh, yeah, that's exactly. It'll go up real quick. Yeah, that would be. It would be efficient, actually, if, you, if you're going to burn a house down. Please don't burn my house down. Episode four, bang the table slowly. Uh, I had gotten very tired of how shitty those two episodes sounded, so I went all the way back down to the trap. I don't know if you remember this. We did trivia that night. We did. And we came in second place. Was this at... Oh, this was at Jay Bryan's. It was at Jay Bryan's. Where we only ever won trivia the one time. Bethany and I played there uh, with our our friend Casey for over a year and won once. But you guys won short... Like, it was last year, right? Yeah, yeah, we were second place pretty consistently. Yeah, and I remember the one I remember because I was so mad that I didn't get it was Bethany remembered Michael Sarah's character's last name in mm-hmm. in uh, Juno, and I'd forgotten it. And I love Juno, but I haven't seen it in years. Polly Bleeker, um, of course. Now I remember it, but I can remember it in okay. time. Uh, but this is one where we had come down, and I enjoyed it. There's a different. There's also clearly a different chemistry between us when we're in person versus Skype. Yeah, mostly for the better. 
Um, I get a little more talky, talky, walky, talky uh, when we're in person. But I have ADHD, so I'm not going to put any of the responsibility on me. Exactly. Because I'm, I'm a real hero. I blame my problems on others. Um, this one is one of my favorite moments, and it became one of the longest-running jokes in the show, was I'd ask David, who notoriously does not care about baseball, yep. to make a World Series prediction. And we'll get to that in a second. I would like to say, though, um, I'm calling Loyola's games into question, Ooh. and I really think that the NCAA should be investigating them. And why are you saying they that? They have a nun on their team, or involved in the team, Sister Jean. I'm sure everyone's seen and heard about her. Yeah. She's a kindly, sweet, old, appearing 98-year-old oh, yeah. nun. Yeah, she gets Don't her. let her fool you. Yeah, that's right. Nuns, no matter the age, will smack the taste out of your mouth with a ruler. And you know what? She probably got, she probably made some little side thing with God. She probably said, hey. Oh, she totally you? made a side thing with God. And then she said, oh, you know, it's funny. She only had them winning a couple games in the bracket. And, and you know, to make it look like it's, no. She's trying to throw us off the trail. I want her finances under investigation. That's right. Sister Jean, we're calling you out. We're Sister Jean's gambling on this. That's right. We're calling, we're calling you out, 98-year-old Sister Jean. <laughs> Do you have any previews for the World Series? Uh, yeah, I'm going to say my previews for the World Series are going to be uh, Padres A's. You sure about that? Those are two teams that have struggled the last... I, I said what I said. You heard it here first, folks. we got a Padres... We've got a San Diego-Oakland World Series coming for you. Hot takes in Fuego. Fuego! You know, one of the one of the more famous teams at this tournament... There's two, there's two really noteworthy teams who end up playing in this tournament every year, and they're uh, Yard Sale which is a team that does exactly what it sounds like. They show up with a bunch of random stuff that they pick up at thrift stores throughout the throughout the year, and then they sell them on the sidelines of games. And there is Purple Jerk, who is everyone's favorite... Purple Jerk. Okay. Everyone's favorite Grimace and Masturbation-themed Frisbee team. Wow. I guess on that note... <laughs> I guess I guess I have to wait. So the guy in the grimace suit is no. There's nobody in a grimace suit. Oh, okay. There's nobody in a grimace suit. They're all just wearing purple and yes, they're wearing they're wearing uh, custom made pennies that have grimace uh, on them. And what is grimace doing on them? Just out of curiosity. Up for interpretation. Okay. That's it. <laughs> in my mind, the visual of it is that it. Gri Grimace is drawn from behind looking over and you just... <laughs> no, see, what you, what you get is a uh, front-facing view of Grimace. And from my perspective, it looks like Grimace's eyes are rolling back. <laughs> so um, it, it appears that Grimace is about to complete the deed. <laughs> They're all really nice. Like, the, the Purple Tree team is... They're, they're nice folks. I mean, it's so goddamn close. <laughs> I've actually never heard that term for that before. Um, also, for those of you who don't follow baseball and concerning the demographics of baseball, that's very likely. The A's were predicted to be like a non... That's why David... To, to show how the bread is made, that's why David made the take to prove that he doesn't care or know anything about baseball. And the A's won... And then it bit me in the ass. 97 games! Yeah. They, they, were, they were good. They were really good. And I got so... We talked about it during the show a couple times later in the year. Like, I was super excited. And I normally really don't like the A's because I hate... I would say they lose in the first round of the playoffs, stop making Billy Bean God. But I was sorry to root for the A's because I was like, this is so funny. No one had this. This man is a genius. Episode 5. Cardi B is in Bancy, which might be my favorite title of this show. That's, um, so it's up there. Um, 
This was the first one we successfully recorded via Skype, and this one was actually recorded after David's birthday. Where did mm-hmm. we go for your birthday again? It was a really nice place in D.C. Uh, so we went to a few places for my birthday. Right. Um, we went to Blue Jacket Brewing, we went to Wright Proper, and then we went to the Cherry Blossom Bar around the corner. Yes, the Cherry Blossom Bar was... I really like the Cherry Blossom it's Bar. It's a pop-up bar. It is a pop-up uh, bar. It's a pop-up space that's done a bunch of things over the years. Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Um, they were they, they were a Rick and Morty bar called the Wubba, Lu- the, the, uh, Wubba Dub Pub, but they got a cease and desist from oh. William Street oh. pretty quickly. Oh. And I, I think what it came down to is like, hey, we appreciate that you like the thing, but you should have asked us first. That's fair, too. I mean... Had you asked us, we probably would have said yes, yes but the other, you didn't ask, so we have That's to not one of the situations stop. where it's better to ask for forgiveness later. Yeah. And, uh, that's one where you should ask for permission. Lick, lick, lick my balls! That was also after Car- Cardi B's debut album, and we want to say, for the record, again, we are full Cardi B fans. We love Cardi B. Yes. I mean, she has her problematic moments, but she's learning. Who but who doesn't? Exactly. She's growing. Um, and uh, she's newly single, so, I mean, I'm... Jack, now's yeah. your time. Yeah. Um, if any of you, the listeners out there, oh, know a way to get in touch with Mrs. B, uh, you can email the show. We don't have an email. You can't email the show. Uh, just you can DM me, and then I will let Jack know. <laughs> yes. That's a, yes. Uh, you can, actually, me. you know what? DM Jack on Instagram. Yes. I still am on the Insta and the Face, just not the Twit. I'm also not, I deleted my MySpace a few years ago. Is that still? That's yeah. That's that's fine. I think I think they got deleted for us. <laughs> Thank God. Inactivity. Thank God. What is this clip? Oh, this is just talking about David's birthday a little bit. I wanted to shout out to one David M. The M stands for Mancy, I believe, Hart. For yes, M as in Mancy. M as in Mancy. Uh, celebrated his 28th birthday last Wednesday. Came up to D.C., came up, and we had a, we had a good time. Good man. Always good to hang out. And, uh, you know, it's a, good re- it's a good reminder that no matter, it's, it's all about how young you feel, not about how old you are. It's about how long it's 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 about acting your shoe size, not your age. <laughs> sure, we'll go with that. I haven't heard that yet, but I surprisingly like that expression. Which is for me is half my age, yeah. a, little, a little more, a little less than, a little more than half my. You're age. like six eight though. You got like a size fifteen on there. I, I'm six two and I have a size twelve. Huh. I don't know where I got that then. Faulty information. <laughs> You've insisted that I've that I've like six five, six six for the longest time. Well, Jack. you used to. We have, all know it's not true. You had a lanky body and you had the taller I've appearance. I've never been that tall. I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a baller. I wish I had a girl who looked good. I would call her. Uh, it just maybe to me, I was always I always looked up to you as like an idol, and maybe you just seemed taller than me. That's, you know. Flattering things to find out that you view me as an idol. Yes, also concerning things. Uh, it, you know, it, it went without saying. <laughs> but I wanted to say it. Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah, no, that was a heartfelt sentiment, most of it. Uh, episode six, our first Q- This is where I feel like the show really... I should say, there will be there, there will probably be some more interesting birthday stories this year, yeah. seeing as uh, my birthday... Is a Thursday, and the weekend immediately following is Fool's Fest, also known as my favorite weekend of the year. Fool's Fest was where we talked about... Oh, that purple was the Purple Jerk. jerk. Purple That's jerk. Purple Jerk. The and iconic I'm, Purple Jerk. I'm pretty sure they'll be back, as will Yard Sale, and maybe some other teams. Um, you know what? Anyone out there, send a creative suggestion for a Frisbee team name. Oh, no, my team's already set. Nope. Send a creative team name to David, and he will either take it or he'll listen to it. I'll, I, I will entertain all options. Yes. Uh, and I, I will make some suggestions to the team, but... Uh, uh, probably my team names are team team name whichever team I end up playing for is probably spoken for already. Preferably masturba- masturbation joked. 
Sure. Um, Five knuckle shuffle. Our first Q&A, which is sort of, I feel like, where the show picked up. And we had always wanted to do one. And this was great in the sense that there are some real questions in there. There are some fake questions in there. Just for the sake of... Like, I made Paul Pierce ask a question about how to grow a better beard. Because if anyone who's watched basketball knows, Paul Pierce might have the worst beard in sports. Ah, uh, Sidney Crosby. Oof. Oh, that's so... Cl- and it's Adam actually- Morrison. Oh, Orson didn't even have a beard. He just had that wispy ass mustache. Morrison had Morrison had about as much facial hair as I had in middle school. Crosby's Crosby's interesting because he's real bad. He when you're in hockey, you generally grow the playoff beard, and he just has the barely patchy up top, almost something of a neck beard, which is an awful look. Oh, it's terrible. It's terrible. It's, I love I, you it. know I might stand, but Paul Pierce just has the like individual dots of oof. Yeah, that's a tough one. Um... But this was one where, and I also want to give you credit because the last question was a, it was a, it was a Joe question of Calvin from Long Beach wants to know who that dipping in the Cadillac. And you of course knew where I was going with that. You said, Snoop Dogg. And I was so happy that you just, you got it. And I was, that's where I knew that the show was a good show because I was like, David knows where my mind is at. And that's not an easy thing to do. So here's a here's a couple brief clips from that Q and A. Doctor Marston, MD, will we ever hear Cowboy Jack on the podcast? He seems so beloved. You know, there might be a day in time for that. Thank you, Doctor. Let's see. Uh, David, do you have an opinion? Not on my fucking watch. There you go. All right. Well, agree to disagree. Katie from Charlottesville wants to know why aren't fake boobs called imitities? I don't know, Katie. That's a great question. Uh, David, do you have an answer to that? I mean, why aren't Jet skis called motorcycles because people didn't seize the opportunity. <laughs> you know, imitities is a great phrase, but motorcycles is good. That's just not something I think we could ever have as a polite discussion in public, though. Is it ever really a is it ever really a polite public discussion say. when you're talking about fake breasts? Yeah, it's not really something you bring up at a fine wine and cheese party with Arsenio Hall, for example. That's not something you would just talk about out of the blue. Damn. There's some good ass cheese. That was uh, that's one of our most downloaded episodes, and I it's probably because I put Long Live Chappelle Show as the title, and I, we're not really a clickbaity show. Nope. But eh, that was clickbait, I guess. And you know what? We got David and I. Are, our goal for twenty by twenty twenty five is to monetize this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. That's a reasonable lofty goal. Hey, hey. Episode seven, which was the first one with intro music, again to. Contrary to what you might think, David's suggestion. You suggested, hey, we need to talk about our jobs because we're called underemployed. And by the way, all credit to you. You came up with the name underemployed, and it's a great name. Thank you. And you said, we don't talk about our job search enough, which is part of the reason we named the show Underemployed. And so it's like, okay. And he said, it's like, use Get Up, Get Out as the intro. It's a classic Outcast song. You talk about, it's a very real song. And uh, so ever since then, we've had intro and outro music on the show. And this is one where I felt that we... I don't know how much of it remember, but I was really happy that we, as silly as we are, had a very good talk. Because you were in the process of time of, you'd been applying to jobs, I think at the time you got a couple called back. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you remember what you were going through during that time, but we were both at a stage of like, wanting a lot more yeah. from our jobs. Well, I mean, this was probably, this was like episode, episode ma- seven? Ma- episode, so it was probably around late May, early yeah. June. Yeah, so I mean, I was, I was definitely in the throes of feeling stuck mid-may because yeah. i remember i was on my graduation anniversary yeah it was right after it was right after cinco de mayo um 
And I just, I knew that at that point that I wanted, I really wanted out of there. Um, because, you know, I tried to negotiate with the owners to give me a, a managerial position, a salaried position, and they insisted that I take uh, an hourly position for less money with more responsibilities, and I just flat out was like, I'm not going to do that. That's. I think you got to... I've more than proven my capacity making two making 213 an hour. You should give me a salary. Well, and I will re- you know, relay something that you told me a lot, and it really helped me, was you got to bet on yourself sometimes. If you don't bet on yourself, nobody else will. And... I would go. The, the reason I didn't use that as a clip for the show is just because the show's already. It, it's a. It's like a seven or eight minute. Clip, but it, go back and listen to it. It's a really. I think that's a great sort of picking of the mind of where we were, especially David, but it's where we were at the time. This was also the first show or the mini first of many shows where we talked about what an asshole Kanye West is. <laughs> this was right around before Ye came out, mm-hmm. and he had really started revving up everything. And I'm I'm also at this point willing to say that I don't think Kanye West is intentionally an asshole all the time um he he he's clearly and he by his through his own admission has mental illness and chooses to go off of his medications during the recording process because he thinks it helps him be a more expressive and creative person and that's a terrible it's terrible logic and i'm not excusing his behavior because he has a mental illness i'm just sort of trying to maybe make sense of it but as we've said before being having a mental illness does not justify you being an asshole. Yeah. Um, However, you know someone who is intentionally being an asshole, Azalea Banks. Let's roll it. Yep. Needs to just stop. I've told you. What I, was her? What was her latest asinine thing? She got mad at Cardi B for culture appropriation. I think. That's right. Cardi B, who grew up in the Bronx. Yeah. <laughs> but apparently yeah, that's Cardi, not good Cardi enough for Azalea Banks. Cardi who's steeped in it? Who's like still living it? Oh yeah. That, that Cardi. Azalea Banks, I think I've told you this before. I have never heard a second of Azalea I've heard 20 seconds of one Azalea Banks song once in my entire life. All I know about Azalea Banks is that she's an asshole. That's the only she thing made, I know about her. She made one song. 212, right? 212. Yeah. And it's, it's a dope track, but... She's an asshole. <laughs> she is. She is an unrepentant shithead. Right. And a, a, a habitual line stepper. stepper. He's a habitual line stepper. <laughs> she got banned from Twitter. That's hard to do. No, it's not. Well, let me rephrase that. You don't see a lot of people who like. You, you don't got, see a lot. Got, of, you don't see a lot of people who look like her getting banned from Twitter. Exactly. You don't. She got uh, Russell Crowe to like tell her, "Yo, you're being too weird and violent. I have to kick you out." Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe, who will punch anybody who gets in, in the way. Oi, of Oi, Taga. <laughs> oh my God, it's Russell Crowe! Oh my God, it's Russell Crowe! Oh my God, it's Russell Crowe! Why don't you go flush yourself down a toilet, you? Co- mm. uh, no, but. Like that's the if that's the level you're at, I, I again underemployed's official position. Azalea Banks, chill out a little bit, or just stop talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think more just stop. Yeah. please. would yeah. you shut the f- up? Yeah, our stance on Azalea Banks has not changed. I'd, uh, Ooh, I, you, Ooh, Fuego take. So Azalea Banks still, 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 still an asshole. But you know what? She got uh, Elon Musk under investigation by the SEC, and I am okay then with that. you know that. what? Salute. Uh, episode, <laughs> episode 8, appropriately entitled, Yuck. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. This was the first of, again, many mentions of the now famous Drake and Pusha T beef. Uh, I, see, I wouldn't even call it famous. It was a blip on the radar. Like, I, I don't consider a beef famous until there's at least... A dead body? <laughs> no, not even dead bodies, but like four tracks. Yeah, that's true. That there were three, three. There were three. Yeah, and that's true. And it sort of died. And Drake, and, Drake and took an L, and Drake just Drake said, you know what? so Drake like there's there was you know it's not really a good beef, especially if you can't like argue who did you know like you you could argue back and forth between. Uh, Jay Z and Nas, yes. Ether nail in the coffin, like you can, you know. Yeah, uh, take over, take over. That's right. Yeah. Um, nail in the coffin's Eminem. <laughs> Eminem and I think Benzino. Eminem, I think Eminem usually wins the Benzino beef. <laughs> yeah, oh, Eminem hundred percent wins the Benzino beef. Eminem hundred percent wins the cannabis beef. Um, <laughs> we talked about this before. Eminem has some amazing diss tracks. Just, yeah, where he just takes guys who whether whether they're big targets. Take them absolutely the and woodshed. Just. Like makes them little children. Absolutely to the woodshed. Like the the one with the one the the beef with Machine Gun Kelly because yeah. I air quotes call it yeah. a beef. Yeah. But like that was just that was lame. Like compared to what M used to do. Yeah. yeah like partially because MGK is not worth the time of day. Secondly, because M knew that he wasn't worth the time of day, but still felt that he had to respond. Now to be fair, Eminem has never felt that being the time not worth being the time of day hasn't. He's, he went after Triumph, who was a puppet. That's summer. true. So. I'm Triumph. And this episode also started another great long-running joke. David on episode 7 had thrown out there, as LeBron James had entered free agency, what a potential destination for him might be. And he said, why not the Utah Jazz? And we talked about it again this episode, and as you'll hear, you'll hear in my voice that there's a moment where I go, this man might be a genius. <laughs> And then LeBron will uh, go off to Utah, if David Hart is correct. I, you know, I think Utah's a possibility. I don't think it's a definite, I, but I, I mean, I'm rooting for Utah LeBron. makes some sense. I'm rooting for LeBron to go to Utah just so we can stand here and I can say David Hart called it when no one else had it on their radar. I'm rooting for that, just for you, man. I, I just, I, I go back to it. Like, you've got Donovan Mitchell, you've got Rudy Gobert. You've got Ricky Rubio. Like, yeah, Rubio's a pass first guard. Perfect. You've got a you've got a secondary scoring option. He's a great slasher with uh, Donovan Mitchell. Mitchell, and you've got one of the best one of the best defensive players in the league in Rudy Gobert. Yeah, and they got like, a good. That's got the help. Good that's the kind of help LeBron needs. And actually, they have Joe Inglis, who's a uh, who's just a kind of scrawny white guy from Australia, but he he's one of the best shooters in the you, league. Well, we saw how well LeBron worked with Della Vadova. Exactly. So he's already got the language thing going. Oh, he already speaks Australian. You call that a knife? This is a knife. That's not a knife. That's a spoon. All right, all right. You win. <laughs> I see you've played knifey spoony before. Oh, David, I don't know if this... I can't believe that you're actually talking me into LeBron possibly going to Utah. <laughs> LeBron to the band, baby. Le if, again, you heard it here on Underemployed. If LeBron goes to the Utah Jazz, we called it. And when I say we, I mean David. But we called it. We called it, and I want some credit. I want some monetary credit for David. Uh, Nobody's... I, I have not seen anyone say that he, it could happen. And, like, they've probably got the cap space. Yeah, because it's fucking Utah. It's Utah. <laughs> who's their highest... Let's think, who's, who is the Utah Jazz's highest paid player? Let's find that out Probably right still Carl Malone for some reason. I don't know, because Mitchell's a rookie, and he was kind of a mid-first-round pick. Gobert is a few years, maybe Gobert. Rudy Gobert, 21 million. Okay, that's a decent amount, but that's a recent contract. Other than that, they don't have anyone that's taking up a lot of cap space. So... Nope. Yeah. They could... God. 
<laughs> it's starting to make so much sense I, now, isn't it? Yeah, that's the worst part. LeBron would LeBron, even though it's LeBron going to the West and LeBron going to a city that LeBron would, in theory, never ever go to. Um, as a team wise, why not? They're great. You know what? That'll be another fun storyline for the underemployed podcast. Is LeBron going to Utah? Where is LeBron going? Is it Utah? Uh, we are fully on board with LeBron to the band, baby. God, this is stupid. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Teron Liu, who actually played on uh, my Lakers teams, same thing. He was a guy off the bench, and now he's coaching the Cavs. Tyron uh, got stepped over Liu. Yeah. As Well, hey, as a Lakers fan, I'll just say... Uh, you know, I, I would just point at the scoreboard and say who won the series. I know Iverson won the game, but yeah, that's 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 17 years ago. I don't know why I would why I would uh, worry about that because that's it was the last time your team was any good. Okay, that's wow. All right, well, uh, just Lonzo Ball, future five-time MVP, ten-time champ. Just throwing it out there. Can't shoot worth a dick. Oh man, I miss Shaq. I miss Shaq so much, man. Uh, anyway, this got sad really quick. Uh, I mean, we could get it angry again. No. no. I know your buttons. Yes, but don't be PJ. <laughs> Shout out to PJ Anderson. Third podcast in a row. He's getting a name drop. Third pod running. Uh, I hope this not has not become a running joke with PJ Anderson because... Uh, He's, he's, he's a, a habitual line, line stepper. stepper. He's a habitual line stepper. Also, the third time in a row, we're going to use the Charlie Murphy clip. So, shout out to <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is off the fucking rails. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, before I start crying about Shaq or about my lost childhood, you know, it's great listening back to that. As I realized. I put two separate references to the 2001 NBA Finals in this best of clip. And I have just, in the last few days, finished re-watching the 2001 NBA Finals on YouTube. You know what I love out of that clip? What? PJ was a guest. <laughs> <laughs> we eventually just tapped out and said... We well, you were the only one to, you were the only one yes. opposed to it. I, I, was on board with, I was on board with him I was a guest bo- from Jump. I was both... Thoroughly, and we'll get to him, and we will get to it because we have a lot to say about PJ. Um, I was both really excited for the prospect, and also just knew that that was a ticking time bomb of a disaster. And when we we talk about, we'll talk about the episode later, about six hours from now. And it was a P, PJ was surprisingly well behaved. I'll say that. I'm so my whole thing is uh, with the LeBron saga. I I you know I knew that he wasn't going to go to Utah, Utah but. Logistically, it did make it, sense. It was fun to think about it. Like from a financial standpoint, they were yeah. one of the few teams that could absorb a contract like his, and basically let him walk in and take the team over as he is apropos to do these days. Right. And because you're seeing it now, where his his camp is trying to get Luke Walton fired for whatever reason, because LeBron didn't hire Luke Walton, so he wants to yeah, the fuck off. And so. To that point, if that were a video game, if that were like a 2K deal where the playing situation didn't matter, LeBron would have signed with Utah because they would have had money and, and yeah. a playbook for him. Yeah. So that's where it was funny because, again, you hear me go, God, David really is making sense of it. Like, it was it, obviously we both knew he was never going to go to oh, the Jets. Oh, never. But it was such a funny, like, there's truth to this. This, it, this it, would it, work. 
it was you know to to quote to quote Bill Simmons, who says no, <laughs> who says no. So episode nine, in between episodes, the Caps had won the Stanley Cup, and we had tried to record a quick sweet victory. Exactly. And we couldn't get the bonus episode. We were going to try a day after bonus episode. didn't work. But we still talked about it on this. And I was very happy. People that know me know I don't really follow hockey. But I, I think I tweeted this. I said, I'm so happy for my best friend. I knew what you had gone through and that the Caps were your team. Like, the Caps had been your squad your whole life. More than Tottenham. More than the Jags. Uh, any mm-hmm. team. Mm-hmm. You were a Washington Capitals fan. Mm-hmm. And they just got that monkey. Not only did they get the monkey off the back, they threw the monkey across the zoo. Like, they just said, away with you, monkey. They, they, they put that monkey in the catapult. Exactly. <laughs> and they didn't consult with Tina. <laughs> Thank God. And I, again, that's another one where I would go back, and it's a little long, so I didn't put it, but listen to the genuine kind of David not knowing how to feel, but also still the excitement of, holy shit, the Caps won. Yeah, they finally did the thing. We're not going to be fucking sunk this year. This is also the episode where I officially had gotten tickets to the Home Run Derby. And more than going to the Home Run Derby, this is where David starts to just... David realized what buttons of me to push, not to get me angry, but to make me laugh really hard. And you'll hear it a thousand times. <laughs> I'm going to the Home Run Derby. I, have, I can say that this is like a Christmas for me. And Homer Derby is always like Christmas. Except now I get to go to the North Pole and I get to and I get to. Take this is like her. going to Santa's workshop, for right? You. And Santa and Santa sits me on his lap and says, "You can have any of the toys that you want." You want. And and you're, the only toy you want is dingers. Yes. <laughs> dingers, Santa! I just want dingers. Nothing would make me happier. The you know, there's one person who can come back that would make me happier than seeing each other on the Home Run Derby. And I'm looking at him right now. Willie Mays? Oh, you know, well, you're not far off as having a black outfit. Page. I guess sort of still, we're getting actually a little colder. Uh, you were right with a black outfielder for the San Francisco Giants. Johnny Bench. Uh, that's, no, no, that's way cold. You went with a catcher. Pete Rose. <laughs> now, you're, now you're literally just trying to name every baseball player you've ever heard of. No. Jose Canseco. It's, it's, Roger Clemens. Okay, now you're getting into the PED users, which I am offended by. No, it's Barry Bonds, <laughs> American legend. Rafael Palmero. I'm, I'm, I'm not finished. Can I finish? Hello, can, can I finish? Barry Bonds, American hero, American legend, American icon. A-Rod. No, stop it. Can I finish? Please, can I finish? <laughs> I want, <laughs> this is a plea for me to Major League Baseball. I know that you guys sort of blackballed Barry Bonds. I get it. There's a lot of controversy for whatever reason about him. But this maybe man, because his head swelled up to the size of a basketball. We've been over this. He would chew on wrist grips, and his head got larger. It's science. Look it up. Barry Bonds, yeah, okay. still an American hero, still my personal hero, and I would love to see him, even at 52 or 53, however old he is, take batting practice, take the home run derby. As the fans chant Sammy his name, Sosa. I would actually love to see Sammy Sosa in the home run derby, no lie. Uh, bleach skin and all. <laughs> the question is, can you see Sammy <laughs> no, Sosa anymore? No, no. They would throw the pitch and he would just blend in. It would be like a green screen. Um, no, I, I as and as much as I would love to see slam, slamming Sammy Sosa, he's no Barry Bonds. Okay, I'm finished. He's no Mark McGuire either. No. But why, Mr. McGuire? Do you want to know the terrifying truth? Or do you want to see me sock a few dingers? Dingers! 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 Dingers!
Stingers! Stingers! All right. Well, the it's show... like grunt birthday party. The show is completely <laughs> off the rails. Oh man. Hey guys, my name is Brittany. I went to George Mason University with Jack, and I remember when you guys started this a whole year ago. And holy crap, it's been a year. That's awesome. I don't think I've done anything for a year before, ever, in my whole life, on purpose, at least. That's just, that's crazy. I mean, that's been a whole year of Jack talking about Barry Bonds and Joaquin Arias and Barry Bonds and his crush on Barry Bonds. Um, <laughs> but congratulations. That's awesome. And keep working hard because... Um, Random people in West Virginia, and by that I mean me, enjoy hearing about what's going on in your guys' lives. Unless it has anything to do with predicting that the Padres and the A's are going to the World Series because the Padres are at least like two or three years away. Um, but that's beside the point. So keep doing what you do, keep working hard, and I know I am one of many people looking forward to to hearing what you guys are accomplishing next. Brittany, who want to thank for that. Brittany, who I will maintain. And David, you will know this in a few years. Brittany is as talent as of all the people I know, and I know a lot of talented people, and I'm sitting across from someone who is extremely smart and talented. I don't know if I've ever met anyone more talented at what they do than she is. And you'll be seeing Brittany from the, t- Brit- as I call her, Brittany from TV. You'll be seeing Brittany on big TV in five years, six years. And, you know, she knows my love of Barry Bonds and she respects my love of Barry Bonds. Unlike a certain co-host. Yeah. I, I regret none of what I said. Oh, you should. Uh, nope. Never going to take it back. Uh, do you know who wins other- in a fight? Barry Bonds or Shaquille and he'll go next. No, no, no. God. <laughs> it's like, that's, that's a Sophie's choice. I'm not making it's Shaquille O'Neal. Easy answer. Oh yeah. Well, Shaq's, Shaq's seven, one, three fifty. And Barry Bonds is very three fifty. I'm being generous. Three fifty. Shaq wasn't three fifty in his playing days. <laughs> not towards the end. No, uh, certainly not in the Cleveland Boston days. Now he, Shaq was oof. Shaq, Shaq, moving on. Shaq's infallible. Um, <laughs> this is episode 10, the 10 Jack commandments. I'm going to say this for myself. This is the best show we have done with Quinn and Miriam. Yes. And we had wanted them to be our first guests for basically as long as we had started the podcast. Absolutely. You had, you know, I, I knew, I know I said on the show that I met Miriam at a mechanical beer garden. Mm-hmm. I'm 90, in retrospect, I'm 95% sure I had met her before then. I had to have met there's her. A decent, there's, there's a decent likelihood right. of that. I don't think I met Quinn though until your graduation. Party. Probably not. And um, but goddamn, are they funny? They are. They Absolutely are hysterical. Go back. I, I mean, I put best ofs in this, but just go back and listen to that episode. And also, what I like about that episode is, yes, the first fifteen minutes are what they would do hypothetically if they had dicks, which is hilarious. Great. It's fucking hilarious. It's hilarious. And then we transition eventually into when Miriam went down to Mississippi and. Mm-hmm. You know, went to the Emmett Till Memorial, and it felt natural. It didn't feel forced. And no. it was it was a genuinely interesting and thought provoking conversation with people who I've been fortunate enough to have several conversations of that na- yeah. 
of that nature with them. Yeah, they are both amazing human beings. And uh, and we talked about Catholicism. Like, there's so much depth to that show. And uh, I think even Bethany had said to me, like, that's the best show you guys did. And I was like, you're, you're right. It's amazing that we were able to get that many Catholics together and talk about our Catholic guilt. <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't even know that until we started. And I was like, well, this is perfect. Yeah. This is a good 10-minute segment. And yeah. um, so... Here are some cl- just clips from the show, but again, if I just say, just go back and listen to the full one. What else would you do if you had a dick for 12 or 24 uh, hours? Fuck someone. Yeah, obviously. Oh, sure. Sex. Oh, sure. Like, that's too obvious. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, they have alternatives. Pee everywhere. Like, literally pee, <laughs> pee outside. Yes, okay. That's that's my biggest thing. I would for pee sure. everywhere. I yep. would drink so much water just so I could be peeing. You would be like a dog. Hours. I would want to yeah. pee my name places. <laughs> yes. Yes. We oh, need to get like, you to like Minnesota somewhere yeah, where just there's snow, the, so you can snow all the time. No, I want to be out in like Clarendon. I just want to be <laughs> peeing where the bros pee. <laughs> you go know, Hunan or something. Yeah, like, yeah. I guess go go behind Hunan. <laughs> Shout out to Hunan. Piss off, piss off the uh, literally piss off the roof of uh, of oh, Wilson. Scream piss off. Go to the roof of Clarendon yeah. Ballroom and just try to piss off the one that's next door. Like yeah. Machine gun. Just also like, sword fights. Yeah. Don't cross How often do you? What do you guys think we do with our dicks? Like. Well, it's so, like, mythical, you know? Like, <laughs> we just don't know. So we're like, oh, obviously you guys are sticking your dicks in frosty. Sure. Like, duh, what else would you do? I think it's, do? it's funny because, like, we think of a, what a 12-year-old <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know? Once you turn... Like, gee, golly gee, I don't know what to do with this thing. <laughs> yeah, once you... Gee willikers! You've never experienced complete darkness until you've been in a cave like that. I no, experience complete darkness every time I just think about deep thought. Hello, darkness, my old friend. Every time yeah. you shout into the void, you've got to wake life. up in the morning. Yeah. It is cancer season. <laughs> oh, I'm so, wait. That's the sign. Wait, the, the sign. sign. <laughs> Oh, okay. Oh, I got really confused for a Fucking second. Hell. I got cancer. Really... Did everyone get their cancer shot? Like it's, always, it's always about a. Oh man, I got. I gotta go to CVS, man. I haven't got my cancer shot yet. I would love a shot to not feel as many feelings as I've been feeling. We definitely have that. Jesus Christ, that's dark. Hello, darkness, my old friend. Jesus was radical. Yes, yeah. I and I. I think more the trade I did. Radical the most socialist is like... carpenter. He's dating my mom. His name's Gunner. <laughs> it's a I don't quote. I was just, I'm, oh, that's right. Hey Simpson, I hear your sister dumped Christianity. Who cares? I'll tell you someone who cares. He's got long hair, works as a carpenter, has a lot of crazy ideas about love and brotherhood. His name's Gunner and he's dating my mom. Sometimes he buys this beer. I was trying to say I remember it enough to where Simpsons I got this. Simpsons and South Park. Oh, whoa. Whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa, whoa, whoa. Problematic alarm. Problematic alarm is going off right now. Hold on. I just this... that they are not funny. Oh, wait, you just made it worse. I <laughs> how you said, hold on, I didn't mean like that. I meant so it's a piece of shit. Congratulations, Jack and David, on your stunning achievement and your one-year podcast anniversary. I'm very, very proud of both of you for sustaining this for a year. And I look forward to many more years of listening to your podcast fuckery. Bye, guys. The lovely Quinn Doyle, who I will get on my knees and plead, please come back on this show. Absolutely. And uh, we can only really make the podcast fuckery because of people like her. Right. People who listen and provide us with stuff to make content with. So those of you who have, you know... Sent us emails. Um, yeah, if you contribute to the Q and A's, if you, if you know, 
just if you ever listen to a show and just if you find a meme that you think is funny like send it my way i enjoy a good meme yeah we we do appreciate it also fun fact podcast fuckery was the third choice we had for naming this show yes (laughs) uh it was a little too explicit for the text episode 11 mains murphy's law slash shack pointed at me there have been dozens of times on the show where I was like, ah, oh, I forgot to talk about this thing. or And it's like, oh, bummer. Like the NBA draft lottery yeah. early and stuff like bullshit. I had already, we had already recorded it and I had edited it. I had produced it. I had basically finished it. And I think either right before I sent it to you for final approval or right as I was going to, I said, wait. I basically, I had Shaq acknowledge me and I forgot to talk about it on the podcast. I can't. I, I was so mad at myself. Like, this is what the podcast is built for, being recognized by... Well, as much as we talk about Barry Bonds, there is no one I revere more whose last name is not also Selby, or Flanagan in my mom's case, than Shaquille O'Neal. And I'm standing across from someone who is right behind him on that list. Also, on this episode, I want to thank everyone for... Thank you for all of the prayers when I had sprained my ankle going to vacation in Maine, and all the heartfelt tweets and emails and MySpace DMs. Eat uh, shit, Selby. Uh, no, my ankle hurt. And uh, as you know me, I like to exercise. So that was hard. But I powered through it. And, um... Everybody it was hard. Sprained so hard. Sprained ankles aren't fun. But, um, I did it. Anyway. Um... Yeah, let's get into this clip. Uh, we talked about the Thai children. They were in the middle of the rescue process. David, what's the result? Uh, all of the children have been rescued safely without any help from that asshat Elon Musk. <laughs> yeah, that was the other interesting development from the entire rescue operation was uh, in towards the end of the... like I mean, day before, they were going to wrap up because they had a very strict timeline of when they could get them out. Elon Musk... Uh, well, David, you could probably describe it better than I can. I'll let you. I'll okay. let you tell the story. Because so, if I do it, it's going to get expletive laden, and then sure. just and then Elon Musk will come for us. Yeah. Um, so Elon Musk announces on Twitter that he is building a submarine that can uh, probably I don't know fuel efficient or whatever the fuck Elon Musk is going to do with a submarine that can help save these children. Uh, he wants it there, and then as people on Twitter pointed out, and a lot of people, hey. Not only is that not time efficient because you have to build an entire submarine, test an entire submarine, get at a submarine from, uh, I guess, I'm wherever it's the, being built to Thailand. To Thailand, which is again, much like Maine is to Virginia, not next door. And someone who pointed this out on Twitter, and I don't remember exactly who, but Elon Musk's response, David, was, "Well, the Navy SEAL helping them is a pedophile." Yeah. Now, that is a very strong accusation. It's not a, that's not a term you can just throw out lightly. Hey, you're a pedophile. I, I don't know. That's that's some Azalea Bank level of, of trolling. And yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't just sort of wander around calling someone a pedophile in, in good-natured fun. Right. Hey, what's up, you pedophile? Yeah, you and, I, you and I have known each other for a long time, and we've never really gone to that level of, hey, what's up, my no. dude? Hey, pedophile. It's not really, yeah. Now, they tell you in the Boy Scouts, if you get lost, Stay in one place and wait for them to find you. Stay in one place? I prefer my Boy Scouts to move around a little. Like, you can't... You can't just go out and just randomly accuse people of that. You can call them an asshole. Yeah. Hey, that's Twitter, but... Exactly. um, That doesn't hurt their income. All right. Episode 12, Rampant Heroism, because of how much we talk about heroism on the show. Mm Mm-hmm. So, uh, what I remember about this was, I was pretty tired when I had started working on this, and I remember when I sent you the episode... You usually, I'd say every few episodes, you say, hey, maybe we should cut this out, cut this. And, you know, it's usually like one song or something. It's not a big deal. 
like for the last episode, for example, you said cut out. I put go Cubs go when we were talking about the Cubs with PJ, and I think it's probably for the best. It was a little distracting. Also, it's great because fuck PJ. And mm-hmm. um, this episode, I remember you said, "Look, there's a lot. Like, I, there are way too many Simpsons clips. There are way too many." Me- and you again were my life preserver. You were, uh, you were the li- what was, uh, at the end of Titanic. You were the lifeboat that helped saved. Uh, what was the main female character's name? I don't know. Okay, yeah, I never, never saw, saw it. I never saw it either. Um, I'll, I'm gonna edit it in so I sound really smart. Rose, there we go. Hey. Um, but the epi- but it ended up being for the better. The only regret I have for this episode is I talked about the Trump bus on this episode, and I I don't know if it really led anywhere. It was like six or seven minutes, but this is a great. First of all, actually, there are four references to John Cena's rap album on this episode. I'm very proud of that episode because I can stand up to it. You can't see me. I'll put up there with 36 Chambers, Illmatic, uh, any album you want to put up there. I want y'all to feel the realness, the truth of my words. This is an episode where I'm not a great storyteller. David's a very good storyteller, but we both had our moments to shine on this episode. And here is what we're talking about. When I started working at this gym in October, early October of 2017, from about the time I started working there, you know, we have showers. We're a good facility. We, you know, we got that luxury lifestyle. We have showers. Uh, there would be someone who was often pooping in our showers. Now, the shower you, shitter. A shower shitter, if you uh, if you will. And the hard part is, obviously, there's no security cameras in a shower, in a bathroom, in a locker room area. It's determining. Hey, who's taking shits in our showers? It's a hard process to get done. So, I had noticed a couple of months ago that there was noise, that there were kind of odd noises coming from one of the showers. It sounded like someone was oddly singing in the shower or something, to the point where I almost knocked on the door and said, Hey, can you quiet down? We can hear the entire locker room. And when I went back later, I noticed that there was poop in that shower. I just made a mental note of it. So, fast forward to a couple of weeks ago. We're in. I'm in the bathroom during a Sunday shift, and I hear similarly odd sounds coming from the sink area. Are they grunts? Is somebody like? Yeah, they sound almost like grunts. Not. But not grunt birthday parties. No. No, not grunt birthday parties. That would be much more enjoyable than uh, this whole ordeal. No. And much more joyous. Also, yes, as the sound effect we're about to play will indicate. There you go. Uh, the. The gentleman when I walked out, who I recognized before, but I made it, but I saw him shaving, and so I then went to the shower, and saw that the same shower he was in, by the way, every single time, it was the, it, there was no difference in what shower it was. He, there was poop in that shower. So in my mind, I'm not jumping, I'm not automatically assuming it's him, but in my mind, it's it, all. Signs are indicating to this. Person. The lights are the lights are going off. The, the 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 problematic light is beeping. It's not full blast, but it's beeping. So the so I also ask him when he's leaving to sign back in under the guys that we missed his uh, sign in the first time. So I copied his member information, all that, and kept it in the back of my mind. Two I think two days later, which was Tuesday, when you're at the gym, you can hear. The class is going on and the instructors have microphones that sort of echo because we have to keep the doors open. Mm-hmm. Circulation's not great. And I heard someone almost mockingly call back to one of the instructors and said, and so I saw it was the same guy. So I went to the shower. I took 
pictures of the shower, of all of them, but specifically the one that it always happens in before. I timestamped it because, you know, on an iPhone it'll have a timestamp to indicate, okay, the shower's clean right now. I kept going back to make sure he was in. I saw him walk into the shower area. I didn't, you know, I didn't follow him into the shower, but I could then see he was in that shower. I could hear mostly he was in that shower because, again, he was making weird noises. And when he had left, voila, poop on the shower again. In the show. Jack Selby, Jack Selby, aka Sherlock Holmes. That's right. No, that was not the highlight, ladies and gentlemen. The second to last night, at the end of the first Friday Art Walk, we're getting on the ferry, and this is the late ferry. We're getting on the ten o'clock ferry, the ten thirty ferry to go back to the island. And uh, there's a concert going on at the State Pier next to the ferry terminal. And bear in mind, the ferry terminal has some some pretty legit acts throughout the year. The Roots played there earlier in the yeah. summer. I mean, it's a really cool space to have a concert. You're, on the, you're right on the water there. It's open air. It's not going to be super hot. It's going to be nice and cool. You'll get a nice, you know, bay breeze coming off the water there. Um, but we were there, and there's a there was a DJ spinning a bunch of, like, 90s, early, late 80s, early 90s uh, rap and you're just trying to get the crowd hyped as, sure. as a DJ does for a show. And, you know, we're not and, opposed to that. We approve of a lot of that music. Hell yeah. I dig a lot of it. But it gets better. As we're boarding the ferry, we hear, Are y'all ready for motherfucking vanilla ice? And, and I lost it. I absolutely lost my mind. My dad lost his mind. You know, it's great when I went to Yates' wedding in September and I stayed with your parents for a night. I'd asked him about that because it's such a great story. And he said that there was a lot of controversy over the profanity used. Or I think maybe actually your mom was the one talking about it. There was a lot of controversy about um, the profanity used on the show because it's on a pier. And I just thought, what a Long Island main thing to be like worried about. Oh, they couldn't hear. They couldn't. You couldn't hear the show from the island. But okay, it's just like the old port. There's some. There's some old folks homes nearby. We uh we we hope that all gets resolved. Episode thirteen, our second Q and A. This notorious. We talked about on the show. I fucked up the recording of the first Q and A of the first of those recordings. And David, you were a really nice man and said we'll record again tomorrow. It was actually, I will say, the second one ended up being a little better. It was about 15 minutes shorter. We were, we were tighter. Yeah. Tighter. Um, tighter's always better. And uh, no. And it was just a little more concise. We had some new questions in there. We threw together, we had the bonus episode where we had some of the old ones anyway. And it was a good episode. There's a moment on here that you will hear where, uh, that was actually from that first recording, where Mari, one of my friends from George Mason, had asked, if you could bring back any three musicians from the dead, to record a song together, who would they be? Let's take a listen. Biggie, Prince, and... Uh... God, that's a hard question. It who is. Else who else do I want back? Clarence Thomas. For the record, I'm pretty sure David meant Clarence Clemens, who was the longtime saxophonist of Bruce Springsteen's E Street Band, and not Clarence Thomas, uh long-time justice of the Supreme Court, but neither of us picked up on it, so we'll let it slide. Those, those are, like, the reality television that I enjoy. The reality television where it isn't about just tearing people down. Yeah, I hate... I'm not... Not, not to get too off track, but, like, the the Bachelors of the... Actually, I mean, I don't know. Like, the, No, those those shows are... Those shows are trash. Yeah, not my... Now, listen. While The Bachelor's on, I'm usually watching Monday Night Raw, so I'm not going to sit here and critique uh, The Bachelor for being bad television. <laughs> <laughs> 
would be the most hypocritical thing I've ever said. It's a great moment. It, we we all get confused sometimes. Uh, also, it should be noted that the Q&A title was R.I.P. Lou Bega because of the joke during the show. And my cousin-in-law who was staying with us had to... Um, he actually asked me because he saw the episode title and listened to the show. And he said, I had to actually Google if Lou Bega had died. <laughs> I realized that maybe I should have put a question mark in the title because Lou Bega is alive. But... Uh, Ah, you know, I stand by it. Congrats on the 200th episode. Uh, keep, keep the good stuff coming. Yeah, Julie didn't send this in until while we were recording, and also I guess she probably didn't get the memo, but thanks. Episode 14, The Whitest Rappers You Know. This was, this was the day after the Gambino concert that you and Bethany had attended. Mm-hmm. When I li- when, when, when I listened back to this, I realized you sounded very tired. I think we recorded early in the morning, but yeah. this is an amazing... Go back, again, too long for me to put in this episode... The talk that we had about Mac Miller, because he had just died, mm-hmm. and the drug use and hip-hop and everything about that, I think I'll put that up with anything that we've done. That's a, Especially you. like that. I mean, that's mostly you. Like, Go back and listen to that. It's, it's like 13 minutes, so I couldn't put it in here. But it's, I like that we had a serious perspective on it. And you could, because you had experience with Mac, and you had a lot from it. So, mm-hmm. But this also was one that had a topic that again when we started the podcast i knew in the back of my mind had to be discussed i have to be honest i have thought about this way too much way too often for too many years but now it's official i have to think about it again i want to know what rappers in current day are going to be on the remake of hit them high the monsters anthem i want you um migos (laughs) for sure (laughs) which one if we're going to take one Quavo. Uh, uh, Quavo, because he was the one who played in the, uh, the Celebrity Game, wasn't he? Yeah, that's right. Uh, there's Quavo, there's Offset. Two Chains. Two, two Chains can ball, so that does make sense. Two Chains can actually ball, so yeah. I'm, And I guess uh, you also got to think how good are they going to sound on the song. I also thought years ago, I will say this, had the movie been with Kevin Durant as the star and before we went to the Warriors, Lil B should have been on the song. <laughs> Loopy might still be on the side. Actually, yeah, why not? Swag, 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 rub, ring, ding, ding, yo, girl, swag. Wouldn't the bass guy just make any song better by his proxy? He, he, he truly does. Um, who else are we going to feature on the, on on that on that anthem? Lil Dicky. <laughs> Lil Dicky looks, looks like every guy from Seattle who's going to go to an IT meeting. I don't know if he's going to really intimidate people on Hit Em High. Duke and Ball. Um... Ball. How about Killer Mike? Uh, uh, he's a little. He's not really going to be in basketball shape, but he might be. Well, the kid, Killer ball. Mike is the, is like uh, Escalade from the the N one series. <laughs> <laughs> wow! I didn't expect a fucking N one mixtape to a reference on this podcast. Boom! boom. Oh. You're welcome. There is no one, and I mean there is no one who has a funnier, more obscure mind than David fucking Hart. I will go on record as saying that. You might be the funniest person on the planet. You thought of an S you thought of an and one mixtape to a reference off the dome. You didn't watch the whole series? Oh my god, oh. I, every day when I would get back from elementary school at 3 o'clock on ESPN2, I would watch the end, I'd watch Hot Sauce and The Professor, and I would just... Helicopter. And, god, oh, he did the 720, that's right. Mm-hmm. I just, your mind is a marvel, and I mean that in the most complimentary way I could possibly give it to you. Bethany's often said this, like, the fact that I'm able to, like, tangentially connect so many different things... Yes is alarming and i'm sure but it's but and she will attest it's it's amazing to, we have talked to her about it it's amazing to watch like it's such a this show and that clip particularly shows it no one 
has that reference. And you had it. You just had it at your disposal. I, I, I didn't. I will say this much: Killer Mike's not as big height or girth wise yeah. as Escalade. You know, he's close on girth. He he's he's, he's trimmed down. He has. Oh, he's good for him. good for him. He got really heavy. He got he got big. Ago. He got real big. Um, thank God he fixed that. Episode fifteen, suburb music. This was the last one we did via Skype. Which and we finally found a rhythm of because with Skype you have a second delay and oh and also oh actually little trivia factoid episode fourteen was the first one we ever recorded and released on the same day mm-hmm. so all you nerds out there you got a little factoid for you um on episode fifteen by far and away Oddcast gets referenced the most on this show I have any hip hop act it makes it we're the duo we both love 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 Outcast absolutely um and this is another so suburb music being a ghetto music play because we're smart. Um, this was also the big one. Big maths. This, <laughs> this was a big episode personally because this was the episode where David got your job. And yeah. we talked about it and it was a big deal. But let's turn that strong sad into a strong lad because David Hart has... <laughs> there's, a, there's a reference I never thought we'd get. I don't like food anymore. Oh, please. Oh, if I could reference Homestar on this podcast a thousand times, I would do it a thousand times. Um, but David... I was raised by a cup of coffee. <laughs> um. <laughs> well, for the exciting news, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I got a job. I got a job as a sales rep for a brewery um, in Fauquier County. I won't name them because I haven't gotten permission to do so, but um, check out my Facebook and, you know, reach out to me personally. You can, uh, you know, you can find out all that info, or if you want to talk to me, you can talk to me. I will gladly tell you who I work for. Um, this is a really cool opportunity opportunity for me. I'm going to be the sales rep in Arlington and D.C., uh, so I'm going to be moving back to the area um, the challenge now is to find a place to live mm-hmm. for eight months and if you, um, and if you're a listener to this podcast you're probably saying wait didn't david just talk about moving to a new house three months ago you would be correct i did indeed just talk about moving to a new house three months ago and i'm already moving again and i'm you know i have feelings about it um on one hand this is a really exciting opportunity for me and i'm really happy to be able to move to to, to a place to do something that I that I really want to do, but on the other hand, dude, I just I just finished unpacking most of my clothes. We still have a box or two floating around the house that haven't been unpacked yet. At least that's easier to move now. I you know I guess. Grand opening, grand closing. I'm I'm definitely excited for the opportunity. Um, I get to do what I love doing, which is talking about beer, and I get to you know work for a company that I really like and respect both you know the product that they put out, but then the way that they treat their employees and their stewardship for the the space around them and their charitable causes. So that's, it's really nice to, to find a company that more closely aligns with my, uh, sort of personal ethics. Um, you know, they're, they don't exactly entirely match up, but I'm willing to, to, to pick and choose on some things. You know, they, they pay their employees well, they provide insurance, they provide, you know, a lot of, a lot of good benefits. And so I'm more than happy to, you know, jump on board with somebody who's willing to have me you know it, it had been uh, a, disp- a discouraging process you know i had applied to probably about 20 job 20 different jobs um had gotten in for two interviews and had only heard and hadn't heard back from anybody after after the first interview 
Um, so to you know have this company reach out to me directly without me even applying to them, reach out to me and say, hey, you know we have a we're, we're gonna have a position open if you're interested, and to go from sort of wandering in the wandering in the desert to you know having a full-time salary job in two weeks is a really incredible turnaround and something that I'm very thankful for and you know hope to repay their uh, their, their gamble with me because I it is a, in in the beer in the beer world, you want your salespeople to to have a certain amount of experience, and I I'm more than willing to admit I'm a little green, but probably less than you I, probably less than you think though. I maybe, but I'm more than willing to make up that greenness with an enthusiasm for the product, and I have the added benefit of going to a place that I know. Uh, you know, I I grew up in Arlington, obviously, as as we've talked about. Um, so you know, being able to get back into Arlington and sort of wax poetic, I can. You know, go to some of these stores and be like, you know, I remember the old days when things used to be like this and like that and like this and buy our beer. Yeah. <laughs> you become the embodiment of the old man yells at cloud uh, screenshot. Except I will be old man yells at yo pros. <laughs> that was a pretty that was that was a, a, a an historic moment from the show. And uh, I still I still smile listening back to that because. God, at that point, that episode would have been. October and if we mm-hmm. started this in February it's a long it, it's a long time when you're not sure as you would even said in that clip not sure where you're going and and now I got you I don't know and yeah. and we'll get to in a li- little bit we'll we'll talk about that from my end too uh episode 16 you <laughs> use code underpod for 20% off that was a reference to the end of that episode um we recorded that right in the living room right in front of me it was oh. snowing it was yeah, that, it was mid-November and it was it had been snowing that day. Um, also, fun, here's a little just fun fact: we're recording this in the dining room right now. We've recorded four episodes in my house and we've recorded them in four different places in my house. Yep. Why? Yeah, best aesthetics, uh, acoustics. Still working on finding out which one has the best. Yeah, you've got to experiment. This has my favorite of my episode eight had my favorite musical outro. This episode has my favorite intro, um, and you'll hear it in a second. Welcome back, underemployed. It is Jack Selby, David Hart, a.k.a. the podcast Storks, dropping this audio baby on your front porch and then dipping before we pay a cent of child support. We're back in the house! Woo! I don't want that baby! Don't get that baby out of here! He definitely didn't initiate contact. He was pushed from behind. Oh, that, sound, oh, that sounds like some uh, Semitics. That's not semantics, Jack. Semantics. I, like, you I tried to, hold on. I, I must say, I thought about, wait, which one is the right one, which one is the wrong one? And I still went with the wrong one. <laughs> I want to state for the record again, I was a communications major, and I thought, no, no, don't say that one. That's obviously the wrong one. You, sir, are an idiot. The the opening line on his second album, which sold 700,000 copies Christmas week, which is called Flesh of My Flesh, Blood of My Blood, which is covered in blood. Covered in, it's like goat blood or something, covered in it, like head to toe. And the opening line on the opening first, like, real song is the intro, but the first real song is... I got blood on my hands and there's no remorse. I got blood on my dick because I fucked the cop. That was the number one selling album in the country Christmas week of 1998. 700,000 copies, people. Physical. Physical copies. Physical copies. People had to go to... Tower Records, Best Buy, Target, FYE, FYE, and get a CD with DMX on the cover where he talks about necrophilia in the opening line of the opening song. That's the America I miss. <laughs> That's the America I miss. You can have, you can have. I, I miss a time where my neck, my back got played on the radio. <laughs> Make horrorcore great again. Make horrorcore great again. Where's D12? Where's Insane Clown? Where's Foster? the Ghetto Boys? Where's the <laughs> 
<laughs> where's where's Bushwick Bill getting the shit kicked out of him on that album cover where he's being rolled in in the hospital? He shot himself. Oh, is that right? Oh, yes. Oh, that's right. He shot himself. God, that <laughs> that was funny. Episode seventeen. Uh, that was one recorded in the basement, and the audio levels unfortunately got just fucked up. Uh, it was quite wonky. It was too loud when. Not to harp on it too much. When we set this to omnidirectional, which is what we also use when we had guests, when we had uh, Colin and PJ on, it picks up more, but the quality is less. We set that in the basement for some reason, even though it was the two of us, and so the volume was too loud, and it picked up the refrigerator whirring. It was just a mess. There's good content in there, um, including the story of one of our longest inside jokes of all time when we went to whatever that under 18 club was it wasn't even an under 18 club it was somewhere someone had uh rented out a like ballroom at a hotel south of dupont north of chinatown yeah yeah, yeah. like right off of mass ave that area um (laughs) yeah someone had rented a, a ballroom at a hotel and was like had a dj and then had Quite possibly the most bizarre, <laughs> we have to. We the have most to. bizarre. I don't even want to call it a concert we that I've to. ever been to. This has been one of the longest running inside jokes between David and I for t- eleven plus years, at least eleven years. It was actually so almost twelve years because it's yeah. early 07. Please explain. Was it 07? It was yeah. early 07. And um, t- yeah, go ahead. So this was like this was when this was back when that was the hot thing to do was to have like a. a Kids' night or like a you know yeah. an under eighteen night. It was and it was fun. Like a... bars and stuff. I mean, it's a smart idea. You co- you charge cover. It sort of it keeps keeps the lights on. Um, you don't make any money. You obviously don't make any money on alcohol, but like you can get soda and you can get food. So like and people get it's a fun about yeah. Like, we had a fun time. Yeah, we had a good time. Um, but <laughs> the the one that we went to specifically brought out. And brought out some some like small time DC rapper called Suave, um, and I'll be honest, Mans had not read the room. Like there was Mans was not hot. There was a lot of white faces in there, and this dude is like he was doing a We Fly High remix. I remember that. Yeah, he did a We Fly High remix, and I think you and I were some of the few people who like recognized the beat when it yeah. dropped. Yeah, it was. Uh, um, he also, oh god, I, I, I... Here's what I remember most about that night. He did a shout-out thing, and in between shout-outs, there was a shotgun talking sound effect every single time. Yep. So real quick, the best example of this was the Shady Narcotics intro, for example. It was... It, it went on for a solid, like, two and a half, three minutes, and by, like, the second or third shout-out, you and I are looking at each other like, this isn't real. This and isn't real, and it just kept going. We could, on the way home, we could not stop We couldn't laughing. stop laughing in the venue. Oh, it was so funny. We also went home and went on either, like, LimeWire or something to find any songs. We, YouTube. Said. We went on YouTube we to try YouTube and find YouTube. anything from him. Yeah. And we couldn't find anything. Like, yeah. Not even, like, a, a one song. He, he wasn't even on Dat Piff. Like, yeah. I have truly no idea where this guy came from. And years later... I think I remember hearing a radio ad that Suave would be at a club. It was like a 95.5 ad or something. Mm-hmm. And that Suave would be... A yeah, this was... I immediately texted it you. Was like, it was like 2010, 2011. It might have even been a little late in that. Because I pulled my car over, I think. Or I was at the red light and texted you. And I was like, I just heard that Suave is at a... Like, not that we were going to go, but just like... 
I kind of wish we had I, gone. Oh I'll be God. completely honest I with wish. you. I feel like we, we really missed an opportunity to catch a shooting star there. So Suave is the long, maybe one of our longest running inside jokes, and now you people are privy to Now you all are privy to that weird night at a hotel ballroom somewhere outside of DuPont. And full disclosure, again, Dave, we tried. We, we can't find anything on Suave. He doesn't day. exist anymore. He doesn't exist. There's a rapper in D.C. named Miko Suave, not the same guy. So we could not find him. That is a tragedy. But, you know, we move on. Episode 18, that was the Undie Awards. The much heralded Undie Awards. The gold-plated Undie Awards. This was an episode where... Gold-leafed. Gold-plated. Gold-leafed. Yeah, that's true. You can't really gold-plate underwear. I mean, you could. It would just be, it'd take a while. It would. And and for us, that's cost and efficient considering we make uh, zero dollars in broke ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we are broke five broke to the T. Um, yeah, this is a great episode. I love this episode. Here's some clips from this episode. First of all, what made twenty eighteen special for us is we started this podcast. So there and above and beyond, it was a special year. You're welcome. Yes. Uh, again, tell your friends we to listen do to the this show. For you, yes. The people. We are mans of the people. Not good grammar. But good intent. But man's is hot. Bye, guy. He's got a frisbee. Personally, nothing tops the Washington Capitals winning the Stanley Cup. They did it on the road, sure. But I will say, never forget, the Vegas Golden Knights never won a game after the they had Imagine Dragons perform before their, before their game. I just have to point that out. You, sh- you don't strike me as an Imagine, Dra- Imagine Dragons fan. <laughs> Not so much, but I will tell you this much. The lead singer is funny as hell. Okay. Uh, what's his name? Ah, I... uh, Dan something or other. <laughs> I don't know. It's like the Chainsmokers. You could put a group of five white guys in front of me and say, hey, this is Imagine Dragons, and I'd be like, yeah, okay. The winner of the first annual Undie Award Best Podcast of the Year is the Dave Dave Chang Chang Show. Show. Wait, what? Huh? Wait, it wasn't Moonlight? Shit! I, I thought we... Okay. I thought we would maybe... Nope. Guess not. Okay. I'm not sure how that voting process works. But right. Yeah. Yeah, no. Chang I, put his, Dave Chang clearly put his thumb on the scale. Yeah, I guess he did. Um, it's a, No, it's cool. It's cool. It's an honor to be nominated. We're fine. Yeah. This is fine. This is fine. Um, ah. Yeah, no, it's cool. I'm... I'm in fact, I'm, 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 I think if you win two, there's more pressure on you to live up to those expectations. So I'm, I'm kind of, I'm glad we didn't. We're gonna, win. we're gonna call this a wrap while I console Jack mm-hmm. as he sobs yeah. into his pillow. I, I still feel like we got robbed. I felt like we had a really good year. I know we started slow. We started slow, but I mean, second half of the year, you can't deny the numbers that we were putting up on a regular basis. Uh, we let our team, and by team I mean you and I, but we let each other down. We did. I mean, you heard, our own fans were cheering our loss. That was a rough moment, too, where I felt like our audience turned against us. Yep. Episode 19, Peanut Butter and Bellies. This was, first of all, this was briefly originally titled Baja Men 3000, and then re-listening to it, I heard me say Peanut Butter and Bellies, and that was a better title. This was the episode we did with Colin. Shout out to Colin, who is a longtime listener of this show, and we appreciate every single one of you that's a Friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. Uh, he has a cat. He is blonde. He can't grow facial hair, and it's comical to see him try to. He likes soccer, and he we gave him shit. We don't talk about it in, in the best of clip, but we gave him shit for trying the keto diet for a week mm-hmm. and failing miserably. 
So uh, here are some of the moments from the con show. When yeah. we moved in for the first like month or so, the sheriff's deputies would come. They sat out there still. Yep. Yeah, they sat out there. Uh, there was one time after the one time we had a party that year, or the one time we had a party in the first semester, sheriff's deputies show up the Saturday that Saturday morning, and they're pounding on the door, and it's like maybe seven forty-five, maybe eight o'clock. Like you might not be getting up if you're sober for that. So I was. Just, I mean, I was definitely, definitely not all there. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I hear this pounding at the door, and I'm thinking, oh, God, somebody's somebody's doing something. And I, you know, opened my blinds, because I, I had the front room, so I looked out and I saw, oh, that's a sheriff's deputy in front of the house, and that's a sheriff's deputy, and the, another one in behind him. And so I, you know, hurry and throw some clothes on, um, gym shirts and, like, a tank top, I think. And I, like, walk out to the front door, and I open the door, and I'm very disheveled. Like, bloodshot eyes, hair everywhere. Um, and Sheriff's Deputy, is, like, hands me a summons, and he was like, a warrant. He's like, there's a warrant for your arrest. And I was like, what? Who are you? What did we do last night? For who? <laughs> and they give me some name, and I was like, yeah, they don't live here. And he's, the Sheriff's Deputy asked me, like, well, what, what do you mean they don't live here? And I said, yeah, they, they don't live here anymore. Like, it's me and two other people. Not Neither of them is that person. Um, and bear in mind that the, this was a warrant for, I guess it was a warrant for arrest for missing a court date related to a breaking and entering charge. Uh, so I had to, like, go and get the lease and, like, like bills to be like, yeah, that, that, those people don't live here. This is the only people who live here. And they tried to come in, and I was like, no, that's not happening. And, this, and that's a daunting task, again, for anyone at any time, much less... Somebody hungover. as hell. Yeah. And it was brutal. And then I, like, closed the door and just, like, sat down on the stairs because I just... Was... The, those stairs that were about a foot and a half wide, maybe, so you didn't have a lot of room to, like... Yeah, there was not a whole lot of room there, and I was just, like... Head in hands for a solid like twenty minutes, trying to just gather myself. Yeah, see, let's take care of my cat. That's lady. actually why you called it. So when we were recording the the award nominated award show that we did last week, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, um, you actually called us right as we were about to do the uh, introduce the podcast of the year category. One of the things you said was, and this is without context, Smash Mouth is more than just All Star. I want you to defend... You have, you have a forum. You have the floor. Defend, defend yourself. Just kangaroo card. Go, go. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Don't put me on the spot here. Oh, kangaroo card. I have not thought that. I'm not okay. You, you made the claim that Smash Mouth Look. has some album cuts. Smash Mouth does have some album cuts. All right. I want to hear you... Not uh, just that monkey's cover? It's definitely just the monkey's cover. This <laughs> <laughs> wasn't an album cut. It was from the Shred soundtrack. <laughs> okay. So you're already 0 for 1. Hey, underemployed. It's Colin. Thanks for having me on the show, and uh, congratulations on sticking around for a year and sticking to the man. Thanks. Yeah, we really <laughs> we're sticking it sticking it to so many men, Colin. <laughs> we, we're like not. I mean, David has his political opinions, but we are not like we are not the social justice podcast of the world. Thanks, Colin. Yeah, I guess I, I, the I, least I, accurate I keep, description of this podcast I've ever. But heard. you know what? We appreciate you, Mackie. <laughs> yeah, for sending a half-ass phone message. You, you <laughs> tried. You did try. Last episode. At this marathon of an episode. David, you are a trooper. I appreciate it. Oof. Yeah. Um, it's been a trip. It has. For better or worse. Um, speaking of for better or worse, 
Episode 20 was the habitual line stepper, made his debut on the show. And we explained at the beginning that this was sort of a last resort. Um, there was part of me that says, maybe we just don't do an episode. Maybe we just <sighs> shut it down. But I said, no, the people want us. The people need us. And in all sincerity, PJ is PJ has an impeccable sense of comedic timing. And he knows what to say at the right moment. And he knows when to make himself sound, stu sound silly. And he knows when to poke fun at us. PJ is a great guest. Except, except, after the episode, PJ, and I'm not getting into specifics, but PJ started to worry about what we said. Because PJ is a teacher, and to David's point, I get it. Hmm. He's got his, he does have to think about his, you know, that blowback. Exactly. PJ did not curse on the show. And PJ curses around, but he didn't curse on the show. He knew that, and I knew that. And then he starts worrying, because he was worrying that we were basically cursing and saying some stuff. And I said, PJ, if I weren't comfortable with what we said, I wouldn't put it out. I'm worried about my, you think, well, I'm at this stage of my life, I'm worried. So as a result, PJ, there will be no PJ clips in this episode, best stuff. And PJ, that's your fault. Now, what we do have from this episode is David and I, before we started recording, and maybe it's just because of the energy from PJ, we realized that we could just take shots at each other and we know that at the end of the day we love each other and we will be okay with it. So this episode saw a lot of back and forth between you and I. It is your boys Jack Selby and David Hart aka DJ Jazzy Jack and the Fat Prince of Much Hair. We are coming to you live from Arlington, Virginia. Fat? Fat? Rude? I am tubby at the most! Button pushing. Hey, it's underemployed! It's not even button pushing, you just... You can't lie to the people, man. You got a little tubby there, but you know what? I've never denied that. I sell beer for a living and I sit in my car for nine hours a you day. You know what? The fuck you think is gonna happen? You look great since the dry of January. Anyway, we're here in Arlington. Well, I am employed. Hooray! Yeah. Not fitting the mold of this show so far, but... Full-time. No, everybody's... Full-time. Full-time. Everybody's... Full-time full employment. Everybody's full-time, but you. Yeah. Counterpoint, Jack, you have anything but contentious relationships? Wow. Wow. And, uh, David, I will be full disclosure, and I can say this as someone who would literally take a bullet for you. And I'm not saying figuratively. Like, I would literally take a bullet for you. I've muted you on Twitter quite a few times. Yeah, that's fine. I don't care. I know. Yeah, I know you don't. I'm just saying the facts. Like, uh, you know, I'm not just saying that to push a button. I'm just saying a real fact. Like, I found you unbearable at times on Twitter. That's and fine. Insufferable, almost. Yeah, um, that's... And so I muted you. Fully understandable. And then I... I, and I am a bit... I'm a bit insufferable when it comes to the social media. Yes. Um, and every other facet of your life. Yeah. <laughs> No, I mean, I'm not a pleasant person to be around for an no, extended period. No. Uh, but, hey, you know, we do a podcast, so I'm willing to let it Somehow fly. you put up with it. I do. I, I don't... need a foil. Jack, let me, let me introduce you to this concept that we, we have mm -hmm. in mm -hmm. uh, statistical research. It's called uh, correlation does not equal causation. I like how you said we with statistical... What was your major again? Communication digital studies. Thank you. <laughs> you ass. Which involves statistical research. Oh, please. How much? Jack, I took three different statistical classes in college. What grades did you get to them? Uh, B plus, C, and an A. Good enough. Check out the big brain on you. I have feelings. I, I have a serious question. Sure. Can you write a list of four things you don't have strong feelings about? And I'm talking about, like, peaches, um, yeah, apples, I'm... windows, anything. Yeah, windows are, windows are fine. They okay. exist. They're helpful. Okay. Do you want to go to CD Cellar after this recording? No. Okay. Wow. You shot that down before you even finished the sentence. And your boy wants to come home and sleep. I feel like... Some of us have to work in the morning. What is that supposed to mean? You're Are underemployed you? at the moment. Yes, I am underemployed. Namesake of the podcast. You he certainly knows my obnoxious political affiliations. Yep. Yes. I'm glad you said it, because I already said it, but, you know. <laughs> I mean, not going to hide from it, I think. No. It's a country of a long way to go to before we actually can achieve any sort of greatness. I know. And then part of that comes from, you know, 
fixing things from the ground up, not the top down. Yay, socialism. We were trying to get this done last week. PJ basically kept... Now, you had to play Frisbee or some other bullshit. But you basically kept... Hey, I, I would like to point out, I won that tournament. Congratulations. You want a trophy? I actually got one. Congratulations. Having said, Let's clarify, after in spite of all of that, David and I do that because we care about each other and we know we can give shots to each other. Um, Absolutely. And so that wraps up what has been a marathon of an episode, and I will grant you, there's one more thing, well, there's two more things, but there's one more thing to talk about briefly, because we for, I forgot to mention at the end of the PJ episode, probably because I was so focused on how what I could do to PJ and get away with in terms of bodily harm, but I officially have a job. I have, I have, I will be at a part-time employee at a, at a broadcasting station, that for now, let's just, we'll, we won't, we'll leave it at that. The, yeah, we'll avoid the specifics, but, it was, and again, avoiding specifics. I'll on just the say fa- it's not bound by terrestrial means. It's yeah. I, God damn, you're smart. This is something, and again, without getting into specifics, a, this particular job search was trying. David knows because I talked to him when it looked like things weren't going great, um, but it ended up working out. I start. We're recording this on Monday the fourth. I start tomorrow, Tuesday the fifth. I think the math adds up, and um, it's something where I'm glad you're burping during my sincere moment. <laughs> <laughs> you ass. Um, this is something where I'm very, I'm very happy. I feel like this is the start of a good thing, and that I, I, I don't know. I guess I'm in a lost words, but I, I just feel very happy with where I'm at right now. And it took me a while professionally to feel like that, but haven't had a job since August. Was really starting to get down on myself, and. Now I join David in the world of employment, and look at us, man. We start, when we started still this, underemployed, still underemployed. And by the way, if there ever comes a day where we're both making comfortable salaries, full time jobs, we're not changing the name of the show. The, the name's great. The, the, all credit to David. We're not changing the name. But when we started a year ago, you had a job that you were you were a bartender, and you were, you wanted something more by that point. Yes. And I was working at the gym, and I definitely wanted something. And I I worked with great people at that gym. And it's very convenient. It's a five-minute walk from this house, but I wanted something more in my life. And now you flash forward to exactly one year later. David, you have a full-time job doing something you really like to do, which is Mm -hmm. talk about beer. And I have a job where it involves the broadcasting industry, which is what I want to do with my life. And so on a positive note, we end the, you know, just like how we ended the year in review special. This is our, our year in review. Uh, David, we are, I, I I think we did some pretty good work this year. I would say so. And I'm proud of what we've done. Yeah. And I'm proud to have you along the way, man. Uh, there's no one else who can make a fucking Escalade reference on a podcast. <laughs> what? A, I, I'm not joking. There is no one with a more amazing brain than David Hart, and I'm including Stephen Hawking in that statement. So thank you all for listening to this long episode that we will definitely reduce in editing. <laughs> Because it's way too long. What's, what are we at? Like two hours? Two ten right now. Yeah, I no. mean, that includes like a little pre... And stuff we're going to cut out anyway, but... Yeah. There'll be some cutting room floor edits because I wouldn't want to listen to me talk for two hours and ten minutes. Um, I, I certainly don't want to listen to myself talk for two hours and ten minutes. Yeah. That's another thing we both agree on. Uh, we can't we can't listen to ourselves talk for that long. No. So, but it, regardless of what we cut out, go back and listen to all 20 episodes because they're, they're, they're like our babies. Some of them have alcohol problems and we don't associate ourselves with them as much... <laughs> but, but they're still our kids <laughs> you know like episodes one and two had a drug issue and and you know they're kind of like in court all the time and we're tired of paying for all their fuck-ups but in general these are our babies and we put our babies out to the world 
to be judged by you people. That sounded better in my head. I hope you monsters are kind. Yeah. To these are our children. Yeah. Show some. Show us some respect. All right. With that, ladies and gentlemen, it's been fun. See we'll you in the next year. God knows that this isn't a good show. We can talk about Barry Bonds whenever and wherever. Tell me that one, Batman. Making the beast with two backs at an Italian restaurant. Look, man, that fat ass ring ain't going anywhere. Now that we've made light of a presidential assassination, we got the hottest of hot takes. Tornado bird. Cougars aren't as big as leopards. That jackrabbit's gonna be dinner. Turkeys aren't some of the stupidest animals out there. The electric corn man is taking out the bison. Now the Friars got God and Charleston's got Bill Murray. Sister Jean, we're calling you out. The big guys need their love. Uh, bathe in their tears. They're only good at the nerd sports. I remember I called you the day after 9-11 and I said, David, the only thing that's going to get me through this national tragedy is Barry Bonds. Barry Bonds. That was a dark decade. If you get podcasts and look the way in, the shout out to you too. Not enough snoring or Diet Coke drinking. That's nasty. To my dad, I'm a pussy now. It's permeates of stuffy old people. That's <laughs> laying his dick on the table. She's known on Twitter as Marilyn Monroe. Literally just send us money. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, yeah. stop kissing ass. <laughs> that time you tried to turn the computer volume up with the TV remote? Weddings! Skirt, skirt. Shaq, go. Just steal them from the hotel. Sexual napalm? When drag queens yell wig at each other. Liquid magma. <laughs> Are you taking shots at Paul Pierce? Then you ask me to swing an axe. North Korea is best Korea. <laughs> I am all for punching neo-Nazis. A lot of sphincter clenching. Was the previous Senate DMX by chance? God always has open arms, David. That's the official stance of this podcast. Yes. Don't be a dickhead. Don't throw trash. Don't use racial slurs. No, sure. no, 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 no. He didn't say, hey, I did not knock up this stripper. Can I dump this man's body in Lake Erie? <laughs> Speaking of smooth transitions. White dudes with swoopy hair. He uh, does it by robbing the English blind. Yeah, white people and gazelles always look alike. They're Canadian. They get a pass. <laughs> Kill the lion with his bare hands. I don't take public transportation. Fuck you or support my lifestyle. Use two condoms at once to be doubly safe. I would love to have a dick for 12 hours. Stick your dick in yogurt. Because Nerf's not really like a lubricated base. Zip the tip. I, I was just talking about 12-year-old masturbation this morning. Oh my god, that poor baby. Let me mansplain who Joe Bud is. Boyant eggs. What do you guys want to do about your dead bodies? Sorry for my liver damage. Trying is the first step towards failure. Yeah. Maine has a lot of places named after nouns. Sounds kind of French. Santa just threw toys at my head. AK Hey, Destiny's daddies. Please, sir. <laughs> Girl, your husband dresses like a frat star who never learned anything else. You more of a leader or a follower in a cult? I was told there would be beer. David, are you ready for this jelly? I have other hot sauce now. Our latex friend. Why do you think that is? Why do you think that is? How dare you? I just want a pizza. We do not negotiate with terrorists. I'm going to say eggs are probably not worse than cigarettes. <laughs> I wasn't aware this was a discussion worth having. They're either dead or irrelevant. I'm the Coke game swack hammer. What is going on? Money is fun. What? Screw you. I've been sweating my sweet white balls off. I got excoriated by my own mother. I would say you're a fool. It's baby steps to adulthood. I am the Charles Barkley of the podcast world. From the neck down, I'm a beautiful man. This used to be a car dealership. We are anti-hate crime. Dude, you comparing Bethany to Eve? How come we don't write a hip-hop play about a president? His family raised pigs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't care about Nobel Prize. 
prize winners. I should not have children. Your little tubby. Literally eat a stick of butter. Oh god, dysentery. Great segue there. Spoiler alert, Lincoln gets popped. You're welcome. I have never had a dry turkey. Can't knock the hustle. Kick right square in the testicles. And Chief Keef's brother? How dare you? I just like poking the bear. No, not Nelly, no! I've slapped him in the face quite a few times. Oh, you said cookout. Sorry. Can you dumb it down for some of us, please? It smelled like rotten eggs. God, this isn't funny. Smash Mouth quote tweeted that. Take your claim! Oh, Hitler, Mussolini, David Hart. What is wrong with you? I have no life skills. Classic Nelly movie. Yep! Oh, I'd fuck Bob Barker. Fat Jack had so many problems. I worked with a couple juggalos. Do you think karma is the reason that you broke your leg? Oh, 